this is a big spiel. There are a lot of gig plugs and I talk a lot. But I'm going to try and keep it as brief as possible for this, the final episode of 2015 of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. My name is David James Young. Thank you so, so much for listening. No, genuinely, thank you. These 36 now episodes and this entire year has just been phenomenal. I have been overwhelmed by the support and the interest and the engagement with this podcast. It's taken me to places that I never thought I would get to. I got to take this podcast to the National Young Writers Festival and talk about it there extensively, which was really, really amazing. I've gotten to chat to some of the coolest and most interesting people that I know and get to know them even more. So I just wanted to quickly thank everyone that has been a guest and been a part of this podcast. Ben David, our very, very first guest from The Heartaches. Thank you so much, Ben. Uh, Lachlan Watt from Colossus and Nuclear Summer and a, a dozen other things. An absolute legend. The host of The Racket on Triple J. Please support that guy in all of his endeavors. Chris Kearns from Fat Guy Wears Mystic Wolf Shirt, of course. Thank you so much. Will Wagner, Chris Coburn, and everyone in this mystery band. I cannot thank you guys enough for all of your support, and the uh, the numbers shot up both times you guys were on the podcast, so it's very, very much appreciated. Tom Kennedy from Bare Bones, thank you. Spencer Scott, not only a friend of the podcast and a guest of the podcast, but someone who is constantly supporting and, and getting the word out there. It's so appreciated. Thank you to Kissing Booth and Hannah Band. Uh, it's unreal experience to to know you guys and yeah get to know you better through this podcast so thank you guys to jules auntie and craig from the bennies thank you guys so much for being a part of it bowie i'm really sorry we couldn't have you on maybe we'll complete the set someday Lindsay mcdougall from friends of rom your generosity and your interest in doing this is really really appreciated toby martin from youth group thank you for letting me into your home and sharing your story with me surrounded by your beautiful family and your adorable little one-year-old uh, Jack Lundy, Jamie Hay, Liam White, Benjamin Laudet, and Jen Buxton. Thank you all for being a part of Newcastle Month. That was a really, really lucky moment where it all just lined up perfectly. And I honestly think that bracket of interviews is some of the best I've ever done. So thank you guys. Andy Bull, absolute honor to have you on board. Thank you for being a part of this. Dave Drayton, another guy who's been really supportive of things that I've been doing for a really long time. Georgia Mack, uh, we recorded actually, we recorded that podcast at Dave Drayton's house, so that ad, that ties in quite nicely. Thank you, Luca Brazzi. You guys are fucking legends. Aaron Osborne, who has been responsible for one of my personal favorite podcasts of the year, the Oblivious Maximus podcast. I'm so stoked that we were able to do that crossover. So thank you so much, Karina Otomo from High Tension. You completely opened yourself up to me, and I'm honored that you thought that I was worthy of doing that. Like I've said so many times in the past, if someone told me that I'd be interviewing the lead singer of Young and Restless all this time ago, I never I never would have believed them. Max and the Toms from Burlap, thank you guys so much. That was a that was quite fun that one. Uh Mike and Drew from Totally Unicorn again. What can I say? You guys are absolutely crazy and you're complete and utter legends. Dave Le Pepe from Gang of Youths you 
barely knew me, and yet you completely let yourself out on the line and, yeah, made something really, really special. Uh, SM and Rachel Maria Cox from the Sad Girls Club, thank you two. Very, very much appreciated. Dylan Ferrugia, Jacob Rossi, and everyone in the Oslo and Sweater Season camp, thank you guys. Seahorse Divorce. <laughs> Pause, good luck with the uh, joke book coming out. To Jack R. Riley, you were one of the first people to express interest in being on this podcast. I'm sorry it took 28 episodes for that to happen, but I'm so glad that it finally did. Earthboy, you uh, let me into your little world at Elephant Tracks, and it was so, so appreciated. An absolute honour to chat to genuinely one of my heroes in the Australian music scene. Uh, Same goes for Andy Hayden, for that matter, from Poison City Records. Really, really appreciate you taking the time out of what was a ridiculously busy schedule to allow me in and uh, share your story with me. So thank you. Apart from this, R.I.P., But um, thank you guys for sharing some really, really funny stories with me. Jess Locke, thank you for being an absolute darling and, and, uh, as Georgia Mack would put it, a total princess. Raccoon City Police Department, you guys are insane. You guys are completely ridiculous and I love you guys so, so much for it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to everyone who has shared this podcast and been so, so supportive of it. Uh, shout out to the Too Fat to Skate zine for doing a really lovely and thoughtful post about this podcast and sharing it with people. I uh, it's, it's unbelievable the level of support and interest and enthusiasm that has gone into this podcast. So thank you so, so much. Everyone that has messaged me or emailed me or just told me, hey, I've been listening to this. Thank you. I, I, I never, ever thought that anything I did would generate this degree of interest. So thank you. I, I, I genuinely can't say thank you enough. It, it, it means the absolute world to me. Our final guests for the year are Corpus, Kieran Steele and Jeff Brun Hammond. This was recorded upstairs at Blackwire. We also filmed it thanks to Mr. Zach Penhall, a.k.a. ZK Photo. Please uh, check out and support his stuff. ZKPhoto.org is your hookup. So get among that. The YouTube version will be going up um, pretty soon. Uh, So if you're interested in a few more awkward pauses and uh, the like, then... uh, Oh, there is one good thing about the visual medium, that you actually get to see Nancy, who we uh, refer to a couple of times, which is Jack's cat, who decides to climb all over us during the interview. (laughs) It was good fun. We will be back in February, and in the meantime... I am going to keep recording and get a bunch of podcasts ready to go. I've already got a month's worth, and I think you guys are really going to like some of the guests that I've got lined up. I won't say anything yet, but uh, I'm going to endeavor to continue to make this the best podcast I can possibly make it. Again, thank you so, so much for your support. I will see you in 2016. This is episode 36 with my friend's corpus. Thank you so much. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friend's 
Corpus. Hello. Hello. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. We're Corpus. <laughs> Individually. <laughs> Come on. We I, can do this. I am Kieran, and I am I play the guitar and sing. I am Jack, and I play the drums and sing. We are upstairs at Blackwire Records, and uh, we are about to witness the fitness that is a Corpus rock and roll live show. Uh, fitness. Yeah, exactly. Got to get a got to get your head in the game, really. You know, it's a it's a it's a very very athletic feat, especially for you, man. Like, I've seen you at the end of shows, like literally just collapse on the floor just like fuck I never want to play drums again <laughs> pretty much every show every goddamn yeah. show you bring this on yourself man you really no, do because if I finish a show and I don't feel like that I feel like I haven't done enough yeah you got a shtick and now people expect it yeah. you're gonna be like 30 and just crouched <laughs> oh, almost almost <laughs> uh, so the three of us would have met I think First time I saw you guys was about two years ago, I want to say. Was it Rad in Wollongong, actually? The first time I saw you guys. Uh, coincidentally, also playing with my brother's band, Jacob, who are playing tonight. I remember um, that show. Yeah, yeah. And I think you guys were touring your second EP at that point? Probably third. Probably third. We don't like to talk about the early ones, so let's say oh, second. Oh, really? Let's say second. Are they that bad? That was our debut EP. <laughs> That was our debut. Oh, are you officially, are you, are you officially striking your early we material from the record? Before that, we've been around. This for... is going to be a very short conversation. <laughs> then, uh, how much do we want to divulge? I mean, how how bad could it possibly be? Not that bad. It's I mean, just... I, I get it. Like everyone's young once, but like you're still like, oh yeah, that that happened. Yeah, you know, no. You don't I, try. You don't try and hide that shit entirely. It's on the band cam, so like you can, you, if you want to hear it. Why wouldn't you delete it if you're so ashamed? <laughs> of I'm it? not ashamed of it. It's just like it's not. I don't know. You're, you're just a kid. Too long. Yeah, you're a kid, and then you're like not a kid, and then <laughs> one day, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I guess you you do take those kind of earlier releases. They're kind of a time capsule, really. You go back and you definitely notice like what you were listening to and like what bands you wanted to be and what mm-hmm. bands you wanted to emulate and stuff like that. Like, uh, take us back to, I guess that 30 P, uh, or, or the debut, uh, stricken from the record. Uh, tell us, uh, yeah. What was kind of inspiring the writing process at that point to that? Was that kind of a shift into more of what you guys are doing now? That was, that was definitely like the, I guess the turning point where we were, it felt. I think we wanted to be a serious band, yeah, um, before that, and make it our life. Mm. But it wasn't until that that it actually kind of became that. So at the time, what were we were listening to, there was 2013. We probably listened to Odd Future. Nice. Just oh, I can just definitely, I can definitely just, sense a lot of Odd Future. Just Odd Future. <laughs> a lot of swag in that release. I think that one had. I don't even know what the influences for that one. I think there was like Gallowsy. At the drive-in. Yeah. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. I can say that. But we were also... It was our first EP with our good friend Clayton. And he's, his background's more, like, definitely heavy, like, Dillinger Escape Plan stuff. And so he heard something in us that must have, like, clicked or, like, resonated with him. Yeah. And I think a bit of that came through because it was fair... It was much heavier than what we'd done... Like, stuff we'd done before. Yeah. In a good way. Oh, totally. Yeah. And we've kind of continued... 
down that path, I guess. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose that works out well for everybody. Everyone wins. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's take it back, and I want to find out what got you guys interested in music to begin with, where it kind of became a bigger part of your life. Uh, we'll start with you, Jack. I think I only started playing drums because I just fell into drums, and I regret it every day. What, literally? <laughs> Did I die? <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, literally, good dumb tish. Fuck it. It's a symbol stuck in the head. It's like, oh, well, it's here now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I can't remember that far back. I was like, you're in year seven. Oh, you're in a on. band called the Toxic Jelly Beans. That was never the name of the band. <laughs> the music teacher called them the Toxic Jelly Beans. Then they became too young for that. What are we actually going to go here? Yeah, let's go there. Yeah, they were, they were actually <laughs> oh called the too young. For here that. we go. It was here a we stylized go. thing because it was like too young for that one, and they made shirts, and I was like, "Oh, that's sick." Because I wasn't in their band. It was like two guys who I knew and Jack. And I was like really jealous, and I was in another band with my brother. You're right. Um, and then we kind of found each other, had an affair, <laughs> and then we became a band. Yeah. But what, I don't know what were you listening to? Yeah, like, who, like when you when you, when you when you when you fell in when you fell into drums, like uh, <laughs> who who were who were you guys? Like who made you want to play Just drums? Freaking like home bake, home bake, whatever in that era. Oh, sure, like, like late nineties yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> like Spider Bait, Spider Bait, yeah. Friends Are Wrong, Magic Dirt, Magic yeah. Dirt. Yeah, first show I ever saw was the Vines, which was the night before the day that I started Year Seven. Which oh I was wow. I would have, yeah. That's like, that's like peak crazy Craig yeah. Nichols as well. Yeah, you yeah. turned. He would have just been throwing so shit everywhere yeah. and just. Yeah. Oh man. He's great. He was definitely an early love. Him and the, the vines and the white stripes. I think were probably early. Like, I really liked them. Yeah, sure. What about you, Karen? First time I knew I was interested in music was in year five. I we had like some like generic music class, and right. we had to bring in like something that we liked. And okay. it, was, it was my week to bring something in, and I brought in a tape with one side. The entirety of the one side was just "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on repeat. <laughs> Holy other, shit! The other side was just "Emotion Sickness" by Silverchair. That's a weird combo. They were my two. They were like my two favorite bands at the time: Nirvana and Silverchair. So um, you just had a tape, and then I brought in, and then I brought, I brought in, brought it in, and they said, "Oh, it's like this play, play like your favorite song." And I put on "Smells Like Teen Spirit" and got completely lost in it. it was like jumping around the room and like at the end of the song I kind of like opened my eyes and no one else was in, was doing the same thing just looking at me I'm like that was the first time that I realised that <laughs> maybe music was a different thing for me than it was or that at least that music was a different yeah, thing for me yeah, than yeah. it was for other people and I'm like why is this doing like why is this affecting me like this <laughs> and then yeah I think I followed that Silver Chair Nirvana thing mm-hmm. all the way through to like when Jack and I started playing with it. yeah sure 14, 15. Yeah. So you guys went to school together? Yeah. 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 And then we, like, we covered all of Bleach, I'm pretty sure. Really? And... Start to finish. All of Frog Stomp, I'm pretty sure, by Silverchair. By Silverchair. And a lot of the... the f- our first gig, we played Freak by Silverchair. Yes! But, like, I don't know, it was 2005, so, like, Wolf Mother was a thing. We played, like, really early Wolf Mother songs. Oh, wow! Apple Tree, and, um... Something else. Joker and the Thief? Uh, pretty no, bad. It was before was, that. was their first EP. Okay, so first EP, that was Woman, Apple Tree. I think we might have... Uh, White Unicorn. 
with the bit of a 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 bit of <laughs> yeah, I remember you. Not, not like it is it now, anyway. Vinyl, yeah. <laughs> there were no fourteen-year-olds with vinyl back in two thousand five. What else did we bond over? Then we got like a little heavier. Mm. I don't know. I remember scene playing days. playing like a before the scene days. We played like a Murder Dolls cover. Oh, really? Of um, White Wedding. Fucking hell, we did. Too. So a cover of a cover. A cover of a cover. Nice. We played. What, are, what are, were our covers? We did um, Trampoline by The Greats. Nice. We were pretty, pretty. God, we would have, we would have, we would have been tight in high school. We would have been so tight in high school. And then, um, and then, uh, the getaway plan that EP happened. The oh yes, close to the burning estate. Yeah, and that whole thing, and like, and then I got into prom queen and Parkway, of course. And so we went a little bit. We had like breakdowns for a, a bit, which like, luckily was like, all but finished when we did our first EP. Yeah. And I think there was like one breakdown on our first EP. Nice. There's like the synth in the background as well. Oh, of course. Yeah, like Shikari. Fuck, into Shikari and. Oh, yeah, because that was a thing a little while ago, wasn't it? The synthcore thing. Coheed and Cambria were a big thing for us. Synths are the hardcore, basically, what turntablists were to new metal. You know, just kind of the extra guys, just like, can you do this? It's like. Wicka wicka, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, you're in, dude. You're fucking in. You're bringing the hip hop vibes, man. <laughs> I loved that. Mm. I remember the video for In the End by Linkin Park. There's this great bit where they're all like doing their big emotive yeah. bit in slow motion, right? <laughs> so, like, the guitarist is like slamming on the power and chord. The <gasps> yeah, literally, Joseph Hahn, the, the turntablist. He leaps onto the sampler and just presses the button. <laughs> like, that's his big moment. Play. It's fucking amazing. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. It's fucking unreal. <laughs> right, right to the second. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> All right. Individually, first show that you ever, ever played. Do you guys remember it? As a band or in our other... Uh, ever. Like, ever? Yeah. First show I ever played... Would have been probably would have been the Mine same show been, as yours. Yeah. Oh, ride, did you play the same show? Ride yeah. Battle of the uh, Holy Cross Ride Area Battle of Bands two thousand. Yes. No. Five. Mine wasn't that. What was yours? Mine was like a performance night at school. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, oh for real. Was, Mine was a performance night at school seven, too. Probably. Yeah. Okay. What What did you perform at those nights? Uh, Israel Sun. Yes. Silverchair. Or fuck yeah. That or Shade from the same album. <laughs> Mine, I think, was like Hardest Button to Button by the yeah, White Stripes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, sweet. It definitely was. That was year seven, I think. Probably. I saw you was like, Matt Finn was in the band. Matt Finn was in the band. Oh, I love him. That means nothing to that me. Nothing no, to not at all. Amazing. <laughs> it's a very <laughs> niche <laughs> market. Except for Zachy. <laughs> The cameraman loves The cameraman. Yeah. He fucking loves the, ju- the director's <laughs> loving these <Yeah>. references. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Can we just edit in like a star swipe? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure he would appreciate He's that. He's great. I, I think he would love that. He's never going to see it. 
Oh man. So the two of you were playing together in high school and stuff like that and was it in high school or after school that you guys started jamming together or where did it kind of pick up? It was definitely in high school, like mid high school. Yeah, right. In year nine when we first started like cheating on our bands and playing with each other in <laughs> in music class. That's not PJ. That is not PJ. <laughs> In music class, <laughs> uh, I, I actually just the two I remember, of you? Yeah, I yeah. remember the first time. Is one of us had been practicing with our like band in the music room at lunchtime, and then I think it was me. And then Jack came in. We had music class like the last period of the day. Mm. Jack came in. I'm like, oh, do you want to play? I don't know how who brought it up. But I'm like, do you want to play this? And I started playing something, and Jack just started playing, and like immediately, I was like, this, that's the shit. That's a great moment. Yeah, you fucking remember. remember so much stuff that I, think, I have no <laughs> idea about. <laughs> he obviously cares more about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I just, I just remember, I remember the the room. I remember everything about it, and it was misty. It was <laughs> yeah, exactly. How early we on school? But yeah, that was like um, immediately. Like I think, well, at least I knew. I think Jack knew as well, and then. And then we're at, we're at a end of year party at Paul McGuerta's house. Shout out to Paul. Paulie, he's going to be here tonight. Ooh, I that's think. exciting. It's his birthday, isn't it? Oh, it is too soon. Oh shit! Today? Ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not when this goes to air, of course. Yeah. But uh, retroactively, yeah. happy birthday. We're at, his, uh, at a, a party at his house, and we probably had about two drinks each, so we were wasted. Oh and yeah, of course. And then we were like standing there, and I'm like, "All right, yeah, do you want to like fucking start a band?" So 10th of April, uh, 2006. Fucking <laughs> hell! No. Sorry, not 10th of April, 10th of January. And then we had our first gig on the 6th of April. There you go. 2006. Where was that? That was at the Holy Cross Battle of the Bands, and we won. Fuck! Our first gig, yeah. You won, won the Battle five, of the Vans on your five, first gig. Five hundred dollars, yeah. And we got yes! a, I still got the novelty check, it's in my room, it's huge. Which was with one of Drayton's bands, wasn't it? Well, I don't know. Okay, never mind. I'm pretty sure it was. Davy yeah. Drayton? Yeah. No shit. He played he played one of those things, yeah. Yeah, that would have been Everyone in the yeah. Greater Ride area played this Battle of the Vans. Of course. Yeah, yeah. This is a Hornsby kit originally, yeah. I remember that. Do you consider it the quote-unquote serious band? Like, at what point did it kind of get to that point where you're just like, we're, we're committing to, to doing this, you know? Like, was it was it like that from the get-go? Was it just, you know, the two of you just wanting to just jam and have fun? Uh, I don't think it was like... I feel like it was always like sort of childishly we were committed to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. later, I think it was only just like maybe a year before Sunny came out that we were... It was like this is fucking going to do something. Like, yeah. We're going to make this do a thing properly yeah. with a if somewhat it, adult mind. Yeah. If it kills us, we're gonna fucking yeah make it work. That's important. I think once you once you once you lock lock onto that, like you, uh, the sky's really the limit. You know, as much as you're putting in, that's as much as you get out a lot of the time. I think. Mm. Yeah. Tell us about touring for the first time when you guys uh, kind <coughs> of. Oh oh god. <laughs> Sorry. Just choked on my own beer. <laughs> I, I thought it was the you question where you were just like, oh god, we can't ever talk about the first time we toured. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we can't ever go back there. <laughs> How bad was Look, your it? Look, it was really tour? lonely in the van. <laughs> oh, no. There's only two of us. Yeah, and... right. 
That explains and then a I, lot. Yeah. <laughs> that what? choking, what? the choking was just a symbol of what oh, happened. Oh, um, come on! Uh, it's a family show. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! When was our first tour? I have no idea. We just did. Like, first we started off doing stints like with to Goulburn and back. Yeah, and that was that was our first tour. To, we went to Goulburn and it was amazing because there must have been like three people that knew of us, and they but they had been like. Like playing the CD heaps, and so they turned. We turned up, and there was like a bunch of kids, and I think all of them were underage at the pub, and they knew the words, and they were yelling it at our face, and that's become like the what happens at shows now. Um, <laughs> that is what happens. People, yeah. people, <laughs> people. Some there's like at least one person who knows the lyrics, and I still find that amazing. That's always DJ Way. Oh, shut up! <laughs> it was Paul. It's always Paul. <laughs> It's Paul Damien. Yeah, aka Corpusdad. That's how we got the nickname. Because <laughs> we all thought he was one of your tats. Because he was always at shows filming you guys. Should have seen when my actual dad met him. Like, oh god, this weird like dad handover thing. <laughs> there you go. He's yours now. Passing him the torch. The like little brother Simpsons on the torch. Yeah, exactly. It's got like the adoption papers in his head. <laughs> Dad, I'm 23. <laughs> that was probably the first time he saw us when we were like 23. Corpus Day. Still 23. <laughs> oh. I think it's great. I think that like the fact that he's gotten his whole verbally involved and like turned them all into it's, fans of you guys. It's incredible. You know, it's actually amazing. Like there are rec- like there's recurring characters at Corpus shows. Yeah. Always. It's like Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a really, really beautiful you thing. Kramer? Yeah, I'd, I'd have to be. Yeah, I, I always enter doors that way. Just, yeah. <laughs> and every time I see Jack, I just slam the money on the table. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> and it's like, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so Goldman, Goldman was awesome, and we still probably got more fans in Goldman than anywhere else. That's so weird. Why Goldman? I don't know. I think three kids wanted us to play, and we we're like, "Fuck yeah!" That's more than anywhere else. So, has that just kind of always driven the the decisions of where you guys play? Just uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's like a couple of people interested. I guess we could make something out of that. I think our next big tour after that was Perth. Oh wow! Yeah, because yeah. like we knew stuff. one band over there, so the we, Ceylon guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were like, "We like your shit," and like, oh, "We like your shit," and it happened. So that was just online. They contacted you, or yeah, yeah. Oh, I think we played one show with their old band in Sydney, right. and then yeah, and then just I don't know. We just get really impulsive and do silly things okay. like Always. go to Japan. <laughs> well, okay, let's talk about that then. What sparked the decision to to go over to Japan and and kind of relocate there for a while? When we were recording the EP before that, before that EP. <laughs> Nah. Um, oh. <laughs> we did a split when, EP with Ceylon, Ceylon. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah. it was the split. We were recording a split with Ceylon, and we, me, Kieran, and Clay, who's our producer, were just kind of a bit sad at the time and just like a bit sick of being in the same fucking routine. Yeah, right. We were like, we should just go to Japan. And then a year later, we went to Japan. Yeah, <laughs> it just, just happened. Like, that, we, someone it. just said it once. That's while all it took. Yeah. yeah, wow. <laughs> it was in, yeah, I think it was in the studio. And we were like, yeah, that'd be awesome. We were like, yeah, that's mad. And then we all just walked away and never thought about it. But 
another like couple of months and then it'd come up in conversation and then go away and then it just kind of like slowly became a thing and then we booked flights and then we booked ho- like the Airbnb and then we were there I remember turning up at the airport it was the first time I'd left Australia actually yeah really yeah it was like last year yeah turning up at the airport and Jack and I walked out and Clay was sitting there and he kind of just gave us this look like this is happening <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, a silly yeah. conversation turned into a turned into like an international trip and we were there for two and a half weeks it was three but yeah yeah three weeks and recorded a studio where like one dude knew a little bit of English and they were all like somehow we all got like got along really well and they were lovely people people at the studio were really nice and then we recorded in a bunch of other places Studio Dom in Koenji which is like one of the fucking coolest places it's the black wire of yep. Tokyo oh wow <laughs> yeah it's like a three story thing with like a bunch of rehearsal rooms but they we, had a party we also went to like a like a warehouse style party where like they had different DJs in different rooms oh sick it's all blacked out and it was like way too many white guys that are like, <laughs> like we're in the middle in the middle of Tokyo and there's just it's just all white all dudes. white guys yeah like all telling the same stories I'm like what the fuck is this is not why I came to Japan that's hilarious did you play while you were over there or no we didn't uh, is that something you want to do in the future definitely yeah because yeah, they just got like we saw some fucking strange and amazing shows over there like, oh of course they've, yeah. just, they've got a lot more like shit going on mm. there you go lift your game Australia yeah <laughs> shots fired yeah I don't by this guy fuck. I don't give a fuck <laughs> <laughs> where do you guys see the band going from here like uh, what what more do you want to get out of it <laughs> oh, oh really yeah it's it, just a blaze of glory just yeah. constant yeah. infighting eventually yeah a drug habit yeah. at some stage you both split off with other uh, one other guy respectively and just two or two different versions of Corpus yeah and then yeah, one, LA has, one, of us, style. one of us has to be called Core the other one has to be called Puss that's Puss. like the part of the deal like <laughs> when we separate shoddy not Puss oh yeah Puss is way better Puss really I want to be called alright there you go it's sorted <laughs> Core <laughs> Core blimey Core blimey <laughs> fuck that'll be brilliant well We're I don't writing. know we're writing an album yeah, like right, eight. so this is your first record. We said it now. December. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, no, no. There's no way. <laughs> we're writing a... <laughs> Not with that attitude. We're in the process of writing what I think will be a full-length album, our first full-length album, because our other things have been, like, long EPs or, like, I guess, like essays in what will be a full-length thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, so we're just wanting to... It's really good. We're practicing more and writing more than we ever have and yeah I don't know getting really deep into the process of it and thinking about all all the aspects as they happen mm. not kind of. not trying to just like tack, tack on stuff at the end of the recording process but like thinking about shit whilst we're doing it which is cool and fun yeah we've historically only really written in one way mostly sort of more or less one way and we're yeah. kind of trying to think about different ways of writing this time and like take ourselves out of our comfort zone. Interesting. Yeah. That's something to look forward to, of course. getting weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, the future is very prosperous and very bright. You're going to have to start wearing shades, man. Yeah. Like, more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Oh, I love it. All right, so we'll wrap it up. But before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests, and now I need to know from you, gentlemen, about the best and worst gig experiences that you have ever had as a performer. Feel free to start on either or. The floor is yours. You can answer individually or together. It's all pretty much the same band. Or, or, or <laughs> just a blur, yeah. Worst. The worst, uh, worst moment was getting our shit stolen, probably. That, no. that would do it. The worst moment for me was losing our wheel on the highway. That wasn't a, oh. is that a, yeah, does that count as a gig? It was on the way back. <laughs> it was on the way back from a gig. <laughs> it yeah. It if this was all my friends Thanks. drive cars, then well, they, that would that would be the story for that podcast. <laughs> We've almost died a bunch of times for this band. Like, actually, properly died. Like, Holy shit! Two, three times. Like, two kangaroos, I think. And then there was like a long dirt track where we were gonna die. And then there's a few gigs where people are being pretty like angry at the gig and we're gonna die and then there's a wheel, what? wheel falling off and the then car there's, like, don't just, don't just sweet like someone was gonna up. die at your gig you've gotta tell me about that <laughs> oh no I, I mean just people like not liking it <laughs> so game. they were going to die like oh, what shit. the fuck are you saying man yeah I don't know I, I, I really like I like to escalate things real quick like, yeah I've noticed <laughs> I've noticed like, that wasn't that good Kieran I'm like oi I'll fucking kill you Jesus <laughs> <laughs> He this man a, is dangerous. He, he kicked a kick drum into my head, and Whoa. we got it on camera as well. It's fucking sick. It was a well, world bar when they used to have actual gigs there mm. on a Friday night. What the fuck happened there? I don't know. Do you know at the end of the set, Jack like gets all like octopusy and like all these. You know when spiders die and all their legs start <laughs> splaying out like this. Yeah. And Jack's got such long reason. He does that to the drum kick. He goes, Bleh. and then the, he just kicked out and the kick drum. And I was on the floor, being like, woo. Um, so the kitchen went through your fucking head. Well, like the off the riser, the, yeah, the metal, <gasps> the metal bit on the outside was just like, <laughs> holy shit, dude! Yeah, I was bleeding. It was good, so and I picked up a girl. Off. Yeah, and then you I picked had my, up a girl after that. I picked up a girl after that, who was like, she was real. Iffy. Does she want to be the bass drum? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna. Indul- I'm not gonna indulge that thought process. Don't um, go there, girlfriend. I got my tooth knocked out um, oh. on New Year's Eve 2013. Where was this? Uh, this was at like Cuba. At Cuba. Mm-hmm. We played with DZ Death Rays and a bunch of other bands. Uh-huh. And our good friend Jack from the band Propeller. Oh, yes. Shout out to Jack. Shout out to Jack. Um, he is a massive, like a really lovely and genuine fan of Corpus. He's got a tattoo with like my lyrics on him it's fucking really like flattering I can imagine yeah and he was singing and getting really into it and we are on this stage and he and the end of the microphone stand was just like sitting out like that and he got so excited in this song that I think he's got the tattoo of and he like he went ah! and like his chest hit against the end of the microphone stand and it just went oh. and it <laughs> chipped this tooth here and then he, he kept the... I, I finished the song, and I'm like, that doesn't feel right. And then I picked up the bit of tooth, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a bit of my tooth. Like, it was just sparkling on the ground. It was, like, all shiny. And I gave it to him. And I think he's got it somewhere. Probably. He put which, it in his... Which tooth? That's this one, but I got, I got to fix that, like, the next day. Yeah, right. And so, we still haven't answered the question. What was the best gig we played? Best yeah, gig? Yeah, what about the best? Probably yeah. the used tours. 
for me. Yeah. I mean, not not the most interesting, but fucking hell. Like, yeah, that was massive shows, weren't people, they? Like, yeah. yeah, a lot of lot of fucking people. How the fuck did Burt McCracken come across your music? That's the big question. I, I've always wanted to know that, because like, as long so. as I've known you guys, you've kind of been associated with that kind of thing. I was just like, oh, how did that happen? Because it's, it's kind of a random, like, a pick-out-of-obscurity kind of deal. Yeah, and it's yeah. like the most ridiculous thing of how it happened. Like, yeah. his wife's father worked with me at my uh, work which is just he's like an engineer who makes flat screen TV mounts no shit which is what I do um, <laughs> and he yeah he just sent off one of our videos once to this guy and Bert was like this is actually really good and then like all like, this yes I'm moving to Australia yeah <laughs> to come and work with you guys no. and I was <laughs> like he was, his wife's Australian so he's moving to Australia because he's starting up a family. Could you imagine if he moved to Australia just for you guys? Yeah. Just turns up with a big cigar. You're going to be a shark, kid. <laughs> yeah, he I really was actually should. driving, was doing a trip across Australia and I like arrived at, at Uluru and like checked my phone message and there's a phone, phone call from him just going, hey, it's Bert McCracken from the US. I'm like, I can't do an American accent. But I was like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. Because, like I said, we're like the same age, so you would have grown up with, like, in love and death yeah, and shit like especially that. especially this, like, I think Jack got me onto the use. And Jack, like, you had, like, long fucking black hair for a lot of high school. <laughs> and that was exactly like fucking... Like this you know, guy? Like, yeah. like this? Like, like this? Is this one of these things how I have to explain to you how much you were, like, influenced by that dude? No, I was the use, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> definitely. And TBS would have been a big part of that as well. So, yeah. yeah, I can imagine it would have been fucking weird to, you know, be playing with those bands. Yeah, and they were, they were all, all lovely. Yeah. I think yous were, like, in this weird stage of, like, like they're kind of growing up. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those dudes have been, like, famous since they were 21. Yeah, totally. They're so all, like, like mid-30s, like, yeah. 30s now, yeah. And so they've had, like, a bit of a lineup change since then. Like, they got rid of a guitarist. So it was weird. Like, we were going talking to those dudes getting different perspectives on on life and being in bands was was really cool yeah nice Dan gave me some tie hats which was fucking amazing oh wow I saw that I was playing with rubbish gear which is all I ever do and they <laughs> gave me a yeah fucking lift wow that's so yeah. fucking cool and what was the worst thing we ever played the bands were shit we used to play a lot of house parties but they were fun no they were good I oh I, I think it's okay to start a beef with the Burdekin. Remember that gig where we like didn't get paid and we had to sell tickets before the. Oh, fight? I got kicked out. You got kicked out, and then I tried to sneak back in. Tried to sneak back in. Uh, what, but what before or after you played? Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know, but like it was one of those deals where like it's heaps dodgy. They make you sell tickets. Yeah. Before the gig, and then like they come and. I don't know. It was really, really shit. Oh, really that shit. sucks. I don't yeah. think they do shows anymore. So I don't think there's, so many, yeah, there's so many fucking like, <laughs> dodgy fucking promoters in this country that'll do shit like that. The pay-to-play bullshit. It's like, if yeah, you don't sell don't, enough, yeah. they can't play the show. It's like, so we, fuck you. We used to play like, a bunch of Burgess booking shows when we were starting out. And they, oh, and they actually you, weren't... Burgess bookings. They weren't that bad. <laughs> no, Burgess bookings has a purpose. I think. They, have a, they have a purpose. But um, I trust even, them as far as I can fucking throw them just quietly. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, we played, started. we played, oh, the, those um really terrible Battle of Bands things, like when we were just finishing high school. Yes. The, oh, no. Out at Liverpool. Oh, yeah, Collingwood Hotel. Collingwood Hotel. Fuck, they were bad. Yeah, I hated that. Nasty. Ugh. 
There's lots. There, there's definitely you play a lot of shit. Oh, shows. of course, of, of course. Some uh, pretty shit PCYC shows. But sometimes you play the shitter shows, and there's like you meet just one person. Yep. And it's like fuck. That's amazing. It. So that's it. Yeah, there'll be some dude down the line, some like mysterious benefactor of Bandit. like, I saw you at bloody Chatswood PCYC in <laughs> 2006, and represent. Yeah, and like there'll be some, there'll be something that comes out of all those gigs. That's. Oh, it's a beautiful, positive note to go out on. Mm. Karen, Jack, Nancy, I want to thank you guys <laughs> for being here. And I want to thank Zach from ZK Photo for uh, filming and uh, being a part of this as well. So, uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys. Thank, thank you. you. I'm David James Young, and all my friends This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com. Four twenty. It's four twenty somewhere. <laughs> exactly. It's seventeen thirty-eight somewhere. All right. What's that mean? Thirty-one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>